Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Good morning, church. Hope everybody's doing well. It is now May 75th. I think I'm so glad that we get to gather together in this way. I, uh, I just want to echo one of the things they said about taking a minute and sharing this on your uh, Facebook feed. It helps to get the word out to people that are sitting at home and have no idea that the word of God is good and the gospel is a, a huge part of what their life could be like. And so uh, take a second, hit that. It says something like start watch party or something like that. Just say start watch party. It's the same thing as sharing. It just shows it on your page. And it's a great way to extend the reach of what we're doing here, but more and Importantly, it's, it's a way to get the gospel out to people that you may not have known, but is in your circles. A Facebook friended you five years ago that woke up today asking God to show them a sign. You know, you just might be that sign. Um, we're going to start out reading Ephesians. We're, we're still working our way through. It's not a really long book, so it shouldn't take you that long. We're in chapter two this week. And again, I mean, it's only 22 verses, so we're going to read about half the chapter, which is, sounds like a lot, but it's really, it's really not. We come to you in Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm reading from the NRSV this morning. Chapter 2 says, You were dead through your trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the rule of the power of the, of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in our passions of our flesh, following the desires and flesh and senses, and were by nature children of wrath like everyone else. Sounds awful so far. We'll wait for it. It gets better. <laughs> But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What great news. So that in the ages to come, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And listen, this is not your own doing. This is the gift of God, not the result of works so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, thanks be to God. What an incredible chapter. This is all for the early believers of the church. You know, I think we have a lot of people that listen in on our sermons, listen in our worship services that would consider themselves newer to the faith and newer to Christianity. This is a great book to be, to be sort of beginning your spiritual journey. I remember this was like my favorite book to read back in high school when I was really diving deeper into my own spiritual journey. I'd been a Christian since, since I was baptized as a baby, but I really started to fall in love with that. And Ephesians was a big part of that. So I hope you're walking with us. You haven't missed much, right? Verses uh, or chapter one and chapter two is the only thing we've read so far as a church. So I invite you to, to join in with us. So uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling like we're in pretty close quarters in our homes these days. It seems like it's pretty close quarters. I find that um, uh, we're stepping on each other every once in a while now, like going from place to place. I don't know if you've ever encountered a doorway uh, where you're moving through it and a teenager is also moving through it in the opposite direction. And, and it could be really, uh, really crazy in that moment. <laughs> we were having a cookout this week. It feel, does it feel like every day is like Friday or something? It feels like, okay, I, I'm done. Let's just like do whatever. And there's all kinds of work to be done still, but it just still feels kind of weird. Well, 
Well, we had a cookout. It was a great time. We were having a great time. And I, I, I'm outside, and all the kids are outside. And I sent all the kids in. I'm like, all right, I, we, take, we took everything in. It's time to go ahead and get plates, come back outside. We're going to sit outside and enjoy our cookout. And I sent all the kids in to get their plates you know, together, to get their food on their plates. And all of a sudden, they come back out. And I'm like, what's going on? And then, like, first of all, I'm like, Daddy, Daddy said you got to go inside. So why are you outside? You shouldn't be outside. Well, Daddy said go inside. But I realized there was something deeper going on here because they said Mom says she needed a minute and that there were too many people in the kitchen. <laughs> I get it, right? I mean, I get it. And I bet you do, too, feeling that close to everybody on top of me. I found that I love to do the grocery shopping now, even though I got to wear one of those masks because I just get to go. It's not, it's, it's because I'm so organized and intentional about the food that we're eating for our family. Yeah, no, it's just, I got to get out every once in a while. I got to go do something. I get it. I get it. Everyone is so close. Yet before all this, I found myself feeling like we were all a bit far away. I felt like everybody was running in different directions, and I can only speak for my family, but I know some of you identify with this in your own homes, that it felt like we were going this way and that way, and we had all these different schedules to put together, and I was reminded when we showed this thank you video a couple of weeks ago, and I said, I get it, I got kids, I'm running from one side of town to the other, and it only got crazier over the years, never mind that we added a whole lot more kids to our family, but still, it was a lot of stuff, and I started felt, sort of felt far away, and I started lamenting. I just wanted more time with my kids, with my family. Matter of fact, I prayed for it. Lord, would you please help me figure out a way to get more time with my kids and family? So I need to apologize to you because apparently the coronavirus is my fault for praying for more time with my family. I felt far away. Even with all its ups and downs, though, now I feel so close to my family. Kids have been playing outside a lot. It's been really, really cool. I thank the Lord that the the, the weather has been glorious. Amen? It's been fantastic. I love it that my kids are dirty most of the time because it means they are doing it right. I love that they got a little scraped up skin needs. It feels like they're getting the best out of life right now, running around, acting crazy. And the other day, one of them fell down, just like they do. And started getting a little, uh, the little chin quiver. You know what I'm talking about? The little chin quiver. I'm like, oh, it's coming. The little chin starts to quiver. I ran over. I picked him up. And I said, I got you, little love. It's going to be okay. I got you, little love. It's going to be okay. And somehow through magic daddy kisses, I kissed away the hurt and pulled him in close. I can remember when I was a little boy, my dad or mom pulled me in close, and there was nothing quite like being pulled in close by another. For some, it's a parent. Some of us didn't have great parents. For some, it's a loved one or, or a new person in their life that meant something to them. But over the years that passed, and follow me if this was your story here, we amassed lots of stuff. Sometimes it's literal stuff, but sometimes it's not literal stuff. It's like a career or or, or money or people that can get us promoted. We started gathering all of those things in. Whatever it was, it's all stuff. And we did so because it helped us to feel better that when we fell down and the hurt came, we could reach out very quickly for that stuff. And we would hope that it would make us feel better. And sometimes it did for a short period of time. But the more that stuff that we put around us, the more of it starts to fall. It doesn't sustain. It requires attention and maintenance to keep it all 
all up in the air. And it provides us with a false sense of independence that we think we can do it on our own. And after time, it starts to wither away and fall by the wayside. And we're left with hurt, loss, and frustration. I know this is for somebody that's listening in this morning that God is piercing your heart in this moment thinking about all of that stuff that you've put around yourself that no longer sustains. Maybe you're sitting here in the middle of all this and thinking, what am I supposed to do? Everything is changing and I can't figure out what's next. Brothers and sisters, right now, God is moving. God is changing your operating system. God is reorienting you to God's grace, abundance, and God's providence. Brothers and sisters, you, like the Ephesians, once lived in a particular way, and now everything is different. Life is different. Church will never be the same again. Work and our families will never be the same again. School will never quite be the same again. But there's one part of all of this that is unchanging. More on that in a second. I want to read from Matthew chapter 6. If you got Matthew chapter 6 with me here, I'll give you a second to open that up. Pull, pull, pull your Bibles out. Get, send the kids to go get a Bible. I'll give you just a second, all right? So I'm going to go off camera so then you're not worried about it. Go find your Bible real quick. All right, you get them? You got them? All right. Matthew chapter 6, 19, verse 20. You're really fast if you got it just then, because it was like 10 seconds or less. I'm very impressed with you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6. There's, there's three chapters, 5, 6, and 7. It's all this giant sermon. You're welcome. I don't preach quite as long as Jesus, but that's a, really good, that's a really good thing. And it's such a beautiful moment. Here Jesus is up on the mountainside, and all the people in Mass is there as they're receiving from the Lord and Savior. And I can't help but think about it. I can see it now. Tons and tons of people all gathered in close with their stinky, non-showering self. No porta-potties at the base of the Sermon on the Mount. There's no food vendors. Worst of all, there's probably no beer vendors. There's no seats. I'm sitting on the ground. I can't find anywhere where there's no rocks sitting here listening to Jesus. And it may have actually been a miserable experience, except for what Jesus is saying. All these people gathering around him are hearing a new message culture world around them said get wealth get power get lots of it make sure that you're in with the in crowd make sure that you're known as one of the righteous one of the people that's got it all figured out play the game gather in that power that money that clout all the special favors that you can get what's yours win win but jesus says something different says hey all that stuff you think you need you don't all those moves for power yeah they're a waste of time all of those people that you're trying to bend your morals in order 
order to please, stop, just stop. That stuff that you draw in close to you will mean nothing one day. Those people that you're trying to please will turn on you. That game you're playing isn't a game worthy of your time. And here is why. Right after this in Matthew, Jesus talks about the birds. Just after this in Matthew, he says, look, the birds of the air, they don't plant seeds or reap, but yet your Father in heaven loves them, and they eat, and they eat well, and they have existed for millions of years in that providence of God. It never once stopped. And then look at the lilies of the field as they grow, not even King Solomon in all of his glory, in the height of who he was at his best and the most wealthy and richest that he could ever been, was ever clothed like one of these flowers. So walk with me here. Remember I said all of this changed. There's one part that doesn't. (laughs) You know what it is. This is the same God that loves you and me. It's the same God that loved us then around the Sermon on the Mount. Same God that loves us now. All those stinky people gathered in close together. All my teenagers trying to walk through the door same time as me. All of this time, this is the same God that loves you and me. And as we fall, the Lord of creation lifts us up, kisses away our hurt, and pulls us in close. Now, some of y'all are listening. I'm like, hold on, man. <laughs> How? How is it that we know this? How is it? I mean, that's cute and poetic and very Hallmark card of you, Pastor. But how? How? Maybe you're feeling a little weird right now in your life. Just feels off. Just feels out of sorts. Every day feels like some other day. You don't even know what day and time it is half the time. I, I don't even know which end is up. Maybe your heart and your perspective are shifting a little bit. You're starting to see some things different, like we talked about the eyes of the heart last week. Maybe your head is swimming trying to figure out this new abnormal. Maybe that's happening because God right now is pulling you in close. So if you're feeling strange, good. If you're feeling like a little bit lost right now, good. If you're feeling a little bit out of sorts, good. That must be God at work in you. And here's the good news. When God begins a new work in you, God brings it to completion. When God starts a change in you, God brings you to the fullness of that newness of life. No longer are you bound to the same game. No longer are you bound to the same pursuits. No longer are you required to focus on what the world tells you to focus on. God's got you and God will feed you and God will clothe you and God will pick you up from the dirt and set you back on your feet. No matter how far down you go, when you hit rock bottom, brothers and sisters, that means you hit the rock of Jesus because that's where it all starts from. You can't go any lower than Jesus. God will never abandon God's children. God will never abandon you. Or maybe you're hearing this sermon today and you're like, hey man, why don't you settle down, pastor? I'm good. I'm really good. Everything's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I'm not feeling low. I'm not feeling crazy. I'm I'm good. Everything's fine. Not feeling weird at all. It's totally normal right now. Awesome. If that's you, then your job is to start looking around. Find the people with their heads ringing. 
Find the people with the scrapes on their knees. Find the people that are hurting, lost, and alone with no food right now, no job right now, no hope on the horizon from that. And be the arms of Jesus that wrap them in so they feel close. Carry the gospel of love and grace to them. Reassure them that God will bring them through just like God already has done for you. Brothers and sisters, instead of pursuing whatever it was that had you locked in, take the time to pursue Jesus now. Take this time to look for God at work in you. Because at Ephesians, it, was, it reminds us that we were raised up to sit right next to Jesus so that we could do great things in this world. It's not because we do great things that God loves us. It's not because we do great things and works in this world that everything, all of a sudden, God loves us with a grace and mercy. No, it's flipped upside down. It's because of God's great grace and mercy that we can do great things. This is the time to feel God's arms around you, holding you in close. I got one more story and then I'll quit. Uh, I sat at breakfast this week, sat at breakfast this week and I was sitting with my, um, sitting with my kids and I was, I was having my groggy coffee. That's coffee number one, is groggy coffee. And then cl clarity coffee is number two, right? So the first one is just, just groggy. I don't even have a, I don't even know. I'm like trying to remember their names. There's a lot of children in my house, let me tell you. Uh, but uh, that one is, oh, yep, got it, no, no problem. And then the second coffee is Clarity Coffee. I'm shaking off the sleep, sitting there. I stayed up way too late, I think, watching Netflix with my beautiful wife. I got to get school going. We got a lot of things to do today. I still got to work and be a homeschooler and a chef and everything else. And I sat there, and I watched my son eat, my little son. I found myself weirdly watching him eat his toast. And I was just fixated on watching him eat his toast because he would pick up the toast, and instead of eating it like you know a normal human being straight in, he puts it like this and just bleep, licks the butter off. And I'm thinking, son, I could have just, I could have given him butter, just butter, and he would have been just overjoyed, right? <laughs> and then he would turn it and bite into it. Actually, that's not true. He would actually hold it like this, push the middle of the toast into his mouth and bite a hole in the middle of it, because that's where all the butter was sitting. I first thought, I first thought, that, yeah, yeah, I just give him butter. But then second thought, I'm like, man, that's, that's not how you eat. And then there it was. All I wanted to do was just pick him up and hold him. What a beautiful thing that I got just a moment to be close with my child. What a beautiful thing that I got just a minute of clear focus to be close to my little boy. And that's it right there. Multiplied times billions. That is how God looks at you every single moment of every single day fixated on your beauty, the perfectness of who you are, with all your quirks and silly things that you do, with your pursuit of things that will go away, with your desire to please people that are going to very soon forget who you are. God's love just takes over. And that's the good news. You can't earn it. It's just there. God's grace and mercy to hold you Wrap, your, wrap God's arms around you, and then God says, I got you, little love. It's going to be okay. I got you, little love. It's going to be okay.
God draws you in close and kisses away the hurt and then sends you out to do the same for others. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.